If you have your Bibles, if you'll take them out. Yeah, we're that church. <laughs> we're that church that gets excited about being in God's Word. Uh, where, where else can we hang out? I mean, what, you don't need my opinion. This world is full of opinions. What we need is a word from God. And so we open God's Word. We get into God's Word. We're finishing our series in Philippians uh, today. It's been 12 weeks. Steve Vetito and myself have been tag-teaming throughout this series. And, and again, I appreciate not only how God has gifted him, but uh, his words of wisdom. Last, last week, he got a little too personal with me, Steve. I mean, he's pushing a little hard on this, uh, how much is enough, and, and uh, I just need to back off a little bit. Man. It's, it's, we, don't want, we don't want people to really wrestle with God's word. We just want people to come in and, and feel good when they, I appreciate God using you and speaking through you. Yesterday, uh, many of our schedules got either canceled, the weather in our area changed a lot of uh, plans that people had. Our work day got canceled around, uh, around the church campus. Catherine and I got up early, we went and had breakfast. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this place called Three Griddles. It's a, di it's a diet place. Really small portions. Yeah, right. Now, anyway, hey, we went and enjoyed breakfast, made our Sam's run, and did, ran some chores. Anyway, got home at 11, and, and my, my day, my calendar was just nothing on it. So I went out in the garage, and I worked and started tinkering around in the garage. And What, what am I? Oh, it's, it's noon. I got an idea. I'll bet there's nobody out at Quincy Reservoir fishing right now. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> Tied a few poles together, put some lures on, went out to Quincy. And uh, I didn't take my boat out there. It was too, too uh, windy. But I walked out on the dam, and, and the rocks on the dam were just covered with snow. Now, Footing is pretty treacherous to begin with when the rocks are clear. Uh, so I very gingerly made my way down to the shore. Now the rocks right along the, the water did not have snow on them. Apparently they were warm enough that, that uh, the snow had melted off of those. But can I just tell you that they were slick. <laughs> so I get down there and I set my... One pole down and my tackle box down, and I grab one pole, and when I go to throw the first pole, the first line out in the water, this rock that my left foot was on decided to, and to keep myself from falling in, I had to step off of the rock and step into the water about that deep. And now the average man would have thought that was cold. And may have even packed up his stuff and went home right then. But you know what? I wanted to catch a fish. So I made sure nobody was looking. <laughs> don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. So I, 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 I knocked the water off and I got back up. And I, I lasted for maybe 45 minutes to an hour and gave up and went home. No bites. 
But I wanted to catch a fish, so I was determined to, to stick with it, stay with it, even though my foot was frozen. Have you ever done anything that the odds are completely against you, but you went ahead and did it anyway? I know this is dumb, and I know people think I'm going to crazy. I don't know if you saw a picture of, of uh, it, was, it was cold out there yesterday. Sometimes we get so determined to do things that though the odds are against us, we do them anyway. Why, why would you think about doing that? Why would you consider doing that? Today, we, as we tie a bow on this letter that Paul wrote to, to the Philippian church, uh, we're going to look at... at uh, him sitting in a jail cell, writing one of his four prison letters. While he's sitting in jail, not sure if he's going to get out. He doesn't know how this one's going to turn out. Now listen, he's been put in jail before. He's been beaten before. He's been hungry before. But Steve talked about it last week. He says, I know what it is to be with, and I know what it is to be without. So, I mean, Paul has been not, but on this circumstance, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this one. And so while he's sitting in jail, he writes four letters, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and the little letter to Philemon. And we, we, we know those as the prison epistles. The odds were against Paul at this point in his life. But he was determined, just like I wanted to catch a fish, he was determined to encourage some of these churches that he had planted and had invested in, he was determined. Before we get to our text at the very end of, of this letter, I'd kind of like to tie a bow uh, on, the, on the series by going back and just kind of walking through this letter. Just a quick overview. So if, with your Bibles, go back to chapter 1. Just flip back there real quick. You'll notice in chapter 1, verse 5, he kind of gives the, the, uh, maybe the, the thesis or the, or the boom, the big point of this letter. He, he says, I thank my God always, starting in verse 3. I thank, I thank my God in all my remembrances of you, always in every prayer of mine, for, for, for you all making my prayers with joy. I mean, just thinking about these guys fills his heart with joy. Here's why. Because of your partnership in the gospel. Remember, he's writing to a church that's got it going on, man. I mean, they're, they are a thriving church. You won't see in the, in the book of Philippians, the letter to the Philippians, you won't see him uh, beating them down. You won't see him correcting them. It, this is an encouraging letter to a church that's really got it going on. He says, man, I'm so thankful just thinking about you guys. Man, when I pray, it just, my heart just swells with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. On your outline, there's a couple of things I want you to notice about this church in Philippi. One of them was that they were committed to Paul and his missionary missions, ministry. The advancement of the gospel is the second blank. They were committed to to the gospel going forth, man. They were partnering with Paul throughout his missionary journeys, throughout his ministry. 
in order to see the advancement of the gospel. He goes on in verse 9, he says, It is my prayer that your love may abound more and more. Do you remember that week when I had Ben come up on the stage? Greg was in the second service, and, and I put a really small container on their lap, and, and I have water that I was pouring, and it was just spilling over. That was the idea of, I mean, I, Paul was praying, I pray that your love may just spill over on people. Man, it's your love may grow and grow and, and abound so that you can discern what really matters. And what is it that really matters? What really matters, folks, I mean, let's be honest, is that the Denver Broncos, they <laughs> win the Super Bowl this year. That is what re- Well, somebody escort this young man out. He is, he is, uh, (laughs) what really matters is the advancement of the gospel. That the good news of Jesus Christ, man, stays going forward, man. I pray that you guys would just grow in love and love so that, man, you can discern what really matters. Oh, he keeps going in in chapter 1 and verse 27. You remember this work. This, this week when we touched on this passage that, man, there's only one way that you and I are to live, and that is a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can you see it? Can you feel where Paul's coming from, man? It's this gospel. It's Jesus, and, and you guys are doing it. Hey, hey, community of grace, listen. Let's be that church. Yeah, each week we hoop and holler about our time in of giving back to the Lord. We hoop and holler when we talk about opening up God's word. Hey, let's hoop and holler about being a church that is passionate, that is committed to the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That we, we say, hey, man, that's just who we are. We're, we're going to do whatever it takes to get the good news of Jesus out to those who have never heard it. Man, our love, man, we want to continue to grow in love and love. And so it just spills all over. It just sloshes all over their lap. The love that we have through Jesus Christ just spills all over them. Hey, let's be that church. Let's be that church. And that start, you know where that starts? It starts with me and it starts with you. And it starts with you. It starts with every single one, every single one of us making that commitment of saying, hey, I'm going to be that person that is a part of this church that is sold out, that is committed to the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's only one way I should live, man. Hey, listen, I just lost a job. My, my marriage is falling apart. My kid is, 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 I don't know where my kid is going, but man, they're going somewhere and, it's, and I'm worried and I'm stressed. Even in the midst of that, there's only one way to live. And it is in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's be that church. That those people at work every day when you go to work and they know the circumstances of your life. And they see you living in a way that they go, God must be in there somewhere because the normal person doesn't act like that. They have a peace with them. Within them that, ah, where does that come from? Oh, we'll get to it in a minute. You remember that. But in chapter 1 of Philippians, Paul is going, man, listen, it's the advancement of the gospel. Hey, and I know this, I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you, say it with me. He's going to bring it to completion. Man, God is at work. 
And he's at work in this church. I'm hearing story after story of people who are, Joel, I invited my friend, I invited my neighbor, and they came. I'm so excited that they're here. And listen, listen, if you're one of those friends, can I just be honest with you? Your friends are inviting you because they want, they want you to know the love of God. It is not so that you can just come and do a religious activity of going to church. Because they know the life-changing power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, man. They want to share it. And i got to tell you, I'm thankful to be a part of a church that says, man, I'm committed to the advancement of the gospel. He goes on, chapter 2. He's kind of giving instructions to the church. Remember this part? Hey, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, think of others as more important than yourself. That is not natural. He presses on. He keeps going. He gives us a few uh, in, uh, imperatives down in, later in this chapter. Verse 12, work out your own salvation. Verse 14, do all things without grumbling. Without disputing, he gives us another imperative. Holding on, holding fast, in verse 16, to the word of life. Church, listen. Students, listen. Our world is full of fake news, isn't it? Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that use Facebook for their source of news. There's a lot of fake news floating around out there. But can I tell you, there is one source of truth. And it is God's ancient, holy word. Yeah, let's be that church. Let's be that church that stands upon the word of God. God's word says it. It's true. And I'm going to live it. We're not just going to be hearers of the word, but say it with me. We're going to be doers of the word. Man, let's put it into practice. Let's, let's do it. And Paul is encouraging this church. Man, hold fast. Stay the course. Work out your salvation. We all have different circumstances going on in life. We all have, have different difficulties and, and this and this stress and this pressure. Man, you work out your salvation. Listen, because I know that Christ who is at work, God who is at work, doing something. And church, he is doing something in this church. I'm excited to be a part of it. Chapter 3. He encourages us to look out for, remember he said he called them those dogs. Watch out for those dogs. Who were they? They were people that were teaching Christ plus something else is how you get to God. And you and I know that it's not Christ plus, what is it? Christ and Christ alone. Watch out for those guys. Watch out for those people. Some would say Jesus is God's son. We agree with that? Huh? Yeah. Uh, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Do we believe that? Yeah. Jesus uh, rose from the dead. Uh, Jesus is alive today in heaven. Some would say, 
Jesus was the Son of God. Do we believe that? Some would say Jesus is not God. Do we believe that? No. God's word says, Jesus said it himself, if you've seen me, you have seen what? I and the Father are one. See, what you and I believe about Jesus, it matters. It matters. I think there's a line, and I'll, I'll use it later this morning, that came out of uh, a Disney movie called Gladiator. <clears throat> kind of. I think the line goes something like this. What you do today matters in eternity. That's probably a pair. There you have it. Listen, what you and I believe today about Jesus Christ matters in eternity. It matters. I'm going to dig in a little bit more to that in just a few minutes. keeps going in chapter 3. Man, all the stuff that I have, I count it as lost for the sake of Christ. I mean, I, I, guys, I hope that you can feel in this letter that Paul is writing to the church of Philippi the supremacy of Christ. It's about Christ. I know that, that, uh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share in his suffering, becoming like him in death. And he's talking about Christ. Not that I've already obtained it, verse 12, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Jesus has made me his own. Man, but one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I strain forward to what lies ahead. I wanted to catch a fish. And on the very first cast, I slipped and had to step into that cold water. But I press on, I press on. Steve mentioned, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> where he pressed on after that tire blew when he had started in on the, on the bike ride of his Ironman. But see, it started long before that. I'm, I'm not sure he mentioned it last week. Two years ago when he fell and broke his collarbone. Do you remember that, Steve? Oh, oh, and then in the next year, he's training for the Ironman. He, he uh, has an accident on his bike, and big sissy broke a couple of ribs, punctured a lung or something. Do you remember that one? Uh... But he pressed on. He got back on the bike after he recovered, and he trained, and he trained. And listen, some of you are in a place today where you have fallen, and you've broken a couple of ribs and punctured a lung, and you're tired. You're hurting, and you're ready to give up. And today, I want to give you a word of encouragement. I don't know who this is for, but today, somebody needs to get back on your bike and keep training. And strain, man. Press forward for that prize that God has for you. Don't you dare give up today. You keep going. You keep going. Paul says, one thing I do is I press forward. He gets to chapter 4 and he says, stand firm. Stand firm. Rejoice in the Lord always, verse 4. Again, I'll say it, rejoice. Down to verse 11. He says, not that I'm speaking of, of being in need, for I have 
What's that word? Learn. Remember how important that word was? That was a great lesson last week. He's learned what it means to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Say verse 13 with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And we get to our text today. He says, man, I've learned what it means to be content. I've been with and I've been without. And we get to verse 14 and he's like, let me be clear here. I'm not complaining. (laughs) And I'm uh, I'm not acting like I don't realize that y'all have been generous with me. I, I, I see it, and it's great, and I appreciate it so much. So it's almost like he's taking a moment to clarify that he's not complaining, to clarify that he's, he recognizes how generous they've been with him. So I'm going to read verses 14 through the end of this letter. If you're able, will you stand with me as I read our passage of Scripture today? I'm going to actually go back to verse 12. And read from there. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share in my share my trouble, and you Philippians yourselves, you know that. In the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment. And more? I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gift, the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Uh, Greet. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The the brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those in Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Father, we ask this morning that as we conclude our study of, of this beautiful, beautiful letter, That you would help us apply it. We don't want to just be hearers. We want to be doers. Lord, we are so grateful for all you've done for us and all you do for us and all you will do for us. I pray that we are committed to these same things, to missionary ministries, to the advancement of the gospel, 
and to giving. I pray this in your name. Amen. So yeah, number three up there on the top of your outline is giving. They were committed to giving. Even when he went to Thessalonica, I mean, they, they kept sending gifts. I mean, they, they were committed to that. Paul has, has been on uh, his ministry, his missionary, uh, I hate to use the word adventure, but uh, wow, what a ride Paul's been on, man. Shipwrecked, beaten, I mean, you, I, I'm looking forward to the day that a movie is made about Paul's missionary They've, they've done a bunch of other Bible stories, man. If they, I wonder if they ever do one about Paul. That might be a long movie. He's been beaten. He's been hungry. He's been cold. He's been stoned. He's been jailed. He was determined to do one thing. The circumstances didn't look good, but he was determined to, to get these words of encouragement out to these churches. Paul was, his life was about the gospel of Jesus Christ. In fact, look, look with me at Acts chapter 20, verse 24. Some would say this is his purpose statement, his life statement. Have a slide, have it up here on this slide. This is what Paul says. But I do, I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. If only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus. Here it is. To testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And he knew what his mission was. Hey, let's be that church. Let, let, let's be that church that understands our mission to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. What else is there for us to do? This past weekend, I, on Friday evening, I had the the privilege and honor to, to go with uh, the Kales and the Tuckers to a pastor appreciation dinner for the Gideons and was so encouraged to hear testimony about a ministry that is single focused and that is to get the word of God out to as many people as they can get it. I, I wish I had the stats. I'm sure Bob and Rory could stand up here and tell me how many gazillion Bibles have been handed out this year. And folks, listen. Let's be that church. Let's be that church. One of the things that I've started doing is I've started putting Bibles up here on the stage. Because every week I'm just praying, I'm trusting God. I've got six up here. I look forward to the day when I need to have a few dozen up here every Sunday. To give out to people that are coming to a place of trusting Jesus with their life. I've got these Bibles marked to John where I, I want somebody to start reading. Today, you're going to have an opportunity at the end of our time in just a few minutes, a couple hours from now, to 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 trust Jesus, man. If you've never done that, to trust him today. You're at the end of your rope, man. I've tried everything. Have you tried Jesus? Let's be that church that understands our mission. Paul says, man, you guys have shared in my troubles. 
Even when I went to other places, you kept giving. You kept supporting. You kept going. Then he gets to a little list of, of uh, things that, how God views our gifts that go to advancing the gospel. Look at what it says in verse 18. The last part of that verse, he's, he says, I've received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. He describes them as a fragrant offering. He's, I'm sure he's touching the nerve that, that many of those people would have understood as they think back on the sacrificial system and they bring a burnt a sacrifice to the altar and, it's a, and the smoke goes up and it was seen as a, as, a, as a sweet aroma to God. And he says that about their gifts that go to advance the gospel. Now, I don't know what you consider to be a sweet aroma. When I walk in the house and my wife is cooking her world-famous chocolate chip cookies, that is a sweet aroma to me. When I smell meat smoking, come on, it is a sweet aroma. Hey, when I, I get, sometimes people bring me food, as you can tell. Sometimes uh, Chris Vetito brings me a bag, and, and it takes two bags because it's so big, a loaf of homemade bread, and just, it's so good. Hey, one of the ways that God views my gifts and your gifts that, that are given to advance his kingdom, Paul describes it as a sweet aroma to him. He goes on and say, says that it's a sacrifice, an acceptable sacrifice, an appropriate sacrifice. Yeah, that, that's worth investing in. It's God's view of our giving. He says that it, they are pleasing to God. I don't know what pleases you. Well, hey, what's something that your children do that pleases you? Anybody? Listen. <laughs> it fits. It works. You can see where I'm going. Uh, when our children listen, when they obey. Hey, is there a difference between our, our kids cleaning their room when we threaten them with taking away their electronic devices, when we have to, you're grounded from the TV for 12 years, whatever, uh, finally they'll go clean their room. Uh, okay, it's good that they clean their room, or is it pleasing when they just clean their room? Hey, will you clean your room? Yes, ma'am. Hey, guys, students, you're scattered around the room, but Mother's Day is coming. Let me clue you in on something. <coughs> Don't wait for them to ask. You know your room needs to be clean? Go clean it. What's that? <laughs> I just got an amen from a mom. Hey, you, you know it needs to be, just go do it. Your mom will walk in the room and after the heart failure, okay, she will get off the floor and she'll come and she will seek you out. And say, can I bake you some chocolate chip cookies? Can I do something sweet for you? 
God says, man, when we give to advance his kingdom, it's pleasing. It's pleasing to our Father. Yeah, let's be that church. I don't know if you know this or not, and I'm almost done. But part of our budget, a significant part of our budget, right at 8% of our budget, we are working. Uh, our elders are, are moving us in a direction of being at 10%. 10% of our tithes and offerings go to funding missionaries. That we tithe off of our tithes to fund missionary efforts. We support the cooperative program of the Southern Baptist Convention. If not the largest missionary sending organization in the world, it's right there with it. This last year, this current budget, our church has adopted five pastor, not five, yes, five uh, pastors and evangelists in Oromo region of Ethiopia to pay their salary, their monthly, monthly salary of $50 a month. $250 of our budget monthly goes to paying the salary of five pastors in the villages in that desert region. We support ministries like uh, Christian Challenge up on CU Boulder campus. We've done that for years. We have a ministry that we support in Minneapolis. This church has supported them for years, long before I got here. Yeah, we are that church that invests and funds missionary efforts. And church, as I understand scripture, that is pleasing to God. I do not intend and I don't, I don't ever hope to see this church or lead this church in any other direction other than supporting and funding the advancement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's stay the course, man. Let's stay the course. Look how he finishes up here. Verse 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And folks, may you and I be found in Christ Jesus. Number four on your outline, the bottom. I, I, I wrestled, I gotta be honest with you, I wrestled with the term that I'm about to give you. Uh, what, what, is this, what does this blank say? Uh, God's view of our gifts, and I'm referring to verse 17, they are noted on your account. I'm telling you, I was uncomfortable with that, this term, account, that you and I have an account. That what we do today, what we give today, matters in eternity. But I look back at Matthew chapter 6, and what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? He said, man, don't store up treasures for yourself here where moths can destroy it. But what? Store up treasures where? In heaven. It doesn't make me more comfortable with the term that I have an account, but somehow, and I want you church to help wrestle with me through that, man, what I do today, how I invest today matters in eternity. And those that are in Christ Jesus Paul says, God will, in the same way he's supplied all my needs, he will supply yours.
to those who are where? In Christ Jesus. What you believe today matters. Let me ask you a question as we, as we conclude. I, I don't want to miss this last verse. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Kyle, where are you at? Can you come up here for a second? I'll call the praise team up in just a moment. I just need Kyle to help me out for a second. You guys familiar with the doxology? Have you ever heard that? Can you lead us in that? I want us to stand together. I want us to sing this. I don't know how old this is, but I know this is an old song. The doxology. And I know some of you know parts. And I want you to sing praises to God. Praise him from whom all blessings flow.
But here's the good news. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified or made right with God. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. Have you done that? You can do it today. Guys, we're going to be out of here in just a few minutes. But what you do in the next few minutes matters in eternity. Paul wrote a letter to a church that was committed to sharing the good news, the advancement of the good news of Jesus Christ. Have you trusted in Jesus to be your Savior? You can do it now. Let me ask you to bow your head. Close your eyes for just a minute. For the person that's here that has never trusted in Jesus, you've never admitted your sin, you've certainly never asked for forgiveness, and you never have heard that Jesus died and covered it. He took care of your sin problem for you. All all he asks of you is that you trust him, that you believe that God sent his one and only son, Whosoever will believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And today, that's you. Joel, I have sinned, and I need forgiveness. Otherwise, I'm in trouble. So today, I ask Jesus to forgive me of my sins and to come and invade my life. Take it over. Come and live inside of me. That the Spirit of God would come and and take up residence inside of me. Joel, today that's me. And right now, I'm doing just that. Jesus, please come. Please forgive me and please come and live in my heart. I trust my life with you. If that's you, if you did that, In a moment, we're going to stand. Kyle and the praise team is going to lead us in worship. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask you to connect what God is doing on the inside with a physical motion. I'm going to ask you to come. I've got a Bible up here in the front that I want to put in your hand. I've got it marked where I want you to start reading. I want you to come get that, and you can go sit right back down. But if today is your day, I'm going to ask you to come and get that Bible. Father, we do right now. We lay before you our our church. Father, we pray that we would be a church made up of individuals that are committed to the advancement of the gospel, that we're committed to sending, to funding missionary movements around this world, around our country, around our state, around our community. Your word teaches us that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And we will be your witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Lord, yeah, we want to be that church. So in this moment, I pray that each of us would, would just make a commitment with you, a personal commitment. That that's the reputation I'm going to have. That's the reputation that I want to help this church have.
Lord, as we lift our praises to you, I ask that your, your spirit would do among us what you intend to do today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and sing together. If you made a decision for Christ today, I'll meet you right here and hand you a Bible. Come on. Oh, to be like you, I give all I have just to know you. Jesus, there's no one beside. As you leave today, may God smile upon you. May he turn his face towards you and shine upon you. You remember Psalm 67? Stay with me. That his kingdom may be known where? In all the earth. All the nations. May the peoples, that includes me and you, may we praise his holy name. Let's let that be our reputation. Yeah, let's be that church.